0: I'm Mike Sklens, and this is Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Episode 145, Fiddy Kong. we got four segments for you this week. Uh, first up, Neil and Zach go over the results of our Kong test, and then they discuss Guacamelee. Uh, and then after that, Andrew and Don talk about Hyrule Warriors. And then finally, as a bonus segment, Zach and Neil return to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy. Enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, and welcome to another Game of the Week segment with me, Neil Ronahan, and my cohort Zach Miller. Ooh, yeah. So last week we talked about Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, and John beat offered... now. Yeah, well, any any change of change of mind? Change Fuck of that thoughts. game. Fuck it hard. <laughs> I like. I I still. I mean, not to get back into what we were talking about last week, but with those Donkey Kong games, like, there's something to be said that. I bought both uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze right around when they came out and didn't beat them. <laughs> um and I beat the only reason why I the only honestly the only reason why I beat Donkey Kong Country Returns is that I reviewed the 3DS version. Right? Like I don't know like I can't really put myself in that place and be like, "Oh yeah, I totally would have beaten it." Like I beat it because I was reviewing it and that felt like the right thing to do. And Tropical Freeze, like a little bit that was that uh you know, you're playing a game, and then a life event interrupts it, and you never go back to it. Because yep. I was moving back when uh, Tropical Freeze came out. And, like, that's mostly the reason why I backed away from it, but I haven't gone back yep. to
1: it. By the way, uh, original game, way too fucking long. Donkey Kong Country Returns? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, Tropical Freeze, I think, is only six worlds instead of eight.
1: Nice. Nine Which, in the 3DS version. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there there might be, like, a bonus one. I, 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 I don't know. I haven't beaten it. <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, we did that thing with Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D, and we offered you guys a challenge to send us a dumb Kong name. And we got 12 entries, uh, and uh, we have... Well, I promised one Guacamelee code that was going to be given to someone randomly, and when we get to that person's, I've already done, you know, the order that we read them, you were ordered 1 through 12, I used random.org, I hit random number from 1 through 12, and we got uh, number 7. So uh, when we get to number seven, I'll shout it out, and then you know who the winner is. <laughs> and you'll likely, if you are the winner, you'll probably know before this goes up. Also, we have one that we will get to that Zach and I were just chuffed by. That, <laughs> uh, we have another Guacamele code that that person will be getting as well. So two codes are given out, and stay tuned to the end of the show. We're going to have another contest, uh, this time for Wooden Sensei. We only have one of those codes. We're gonna to try to keep this going. See how long we can go until people stop responding to our main ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, we have we have awesome listeners.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone who, all twelve of you, the the Baker's dozen. No, just the regular dozen of people who wrote in. Uh, thank you. Uh, this was a great thing to read throughout the week, and I would just see all these great dumb Kong ideas. <laughs> Um, but before we get to that, and then we're going to, we're also going to talk about Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition after we get through all this Kong nonsense.
2: Um, it's oh, kong sense? nonsense on
0: Kong-nectivity. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, kong do um, But Yeah, we'll talk about Guacamele at the end of this. Uh, so this, strap yourself in, this could be a while. Mm. And we also have a piece of listener mail that we're going to kick this off with, uh, which is from Donald Mick. And he writes... We know now that Shovel Knight has done roughly 100,000 combined on 3DS and Wii U as of August 4th. And it seems to be growing quite well if my street passes are any indication. If there was one game that could repeat the success of Shovel Knight, what would it be and why? Hmm... I think Zach, you you responded to Donald Nixon, right, with <laughs> I did. What, what I think is probably the right answer.
1: Oh, really? Do you? I was being sarcastic, but um, I said, "Well, well I guess it's genie not Hero, half,
0: not half genie hero." I would oh, say no? more. Um, the other one that's coming out, uh, Pirate's, Curse. Heroes, yeah, uh, Pirates Curse, yeah, Pirates Curse. Someday. Think that, I mean, if it's, I mean, it's like the last Shantae game. I mean, both of them came out and kind of languished on like shitty platforms. Not that, I mean, I I love the DSi and the Game Boy Color, so far and platform, but I mean, we all know the story how the original Shantae came out really late on the Game Boy Color. Roughly a
1: year after the Game Boy Advance had hit shelves.
0: And, um, you know, at this point, even when it came out on Virtual Console and 3DS, played that game and you realize, hey, it's a little dated because it's like 12 (laughs) years old.
1: Super hard.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, And then Shantae and Shantae Risky's Revenge came out on DSiWare, uh, and it's kind of... Funny, I follow WayForward on Twitter, and seeing all the talk about uh Shantae Pirates Curse, the DSIware game, right? That's no, no, it's yeah. Risky's Revenge. It's Risky's DSiWare Revenge. One. Um, Risky's Revenge came out on Steam recently. of People, way right, WayForward is retweeting a lot of people talking about that game, and it's like they're like, "How did I miss this before?" And it's, I mean, it's a really fun game. We could. I think there's probably an old episode of newscast. That's how long ago it was.
1: Yeah, where we, it was we our first about... Game Club game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, a, I had a lot of fun with that game. Definitely some issues with it, but it seems from what I've heard about the 3DS and now Wii U game that the sequel to that that's coming out later this year uh, that they're you know it should fix a lot of those problems. Yeah, and I'm really excited for that game whenever it comes out, and I think that it could have the potential to be a shovel knight like success. I I can't really think of any other Wii U or 3DS. Indie games that kind of jump out at me as being, you know, the next big, the next indie big game.
1: game. Yeah, um, me I, neither, I feel, Really.
0: I mean, I, I we haven't really covered this uh, on the show at all. We'll probably talk, be talking to Jules about it at some point.
1: Uh, but oh Zero yeah,
0: Drifter, his new like bite-sized Metroidvania game. I I mean, Mutant Muds was a special thing, and I don't know if Renegade Kid has kind of captured that, you know, that 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 charm that was in. Mutant Muds. And I thought the treasure knots might have it, but it looks like that keeps on getting pushed back. But Zero Drifter, I'm curious to see more of that game, but I don't know if that'll be, you know, this big, gigantic hit, because it is kind of aiming at a niche, and it might really yeah, serve that niche, but Shovel Knight is a is a broader game. Yeah. Um, and I think Shantae might be the next closest thing to that.
1: Yeah, I'll bet that's true. You know, the it's interesting you bring up that uh Renegade Kid thing, like uh, he said on, I think he said on Twitter that, or in a news story that somebody put up, that uh, Treasure Knots is just kind of uh, in limbo right now. Like yeah, they're just and, not working on it.
0: I mean, I can kind of talk to more because um, when I saw Treasure Knots, well, I mean, we saw it at PAX East and I also saw the yeah. event a couple months earlier. And talking to Jules about that, it seems like there was an initial concept for Treasure Knots, which is when he first heard about it. That was a little more like hardcore because that was like where there was no saving, you had to play it all in one go, and then Ooh. there was kind of negative feedback to it, uh, which is understandable, um, especially for a portable game. Yeah, uh, but there was this initial concept for Treasure Knots, and then after kind of the feedback and, and d- developing it, they kind of went back to the drawing board and expanded the game a lot. Uh. So it was originally supposed to come out at the end of last year, and because the scope expanded, then it g- that's how it got pushed back into 2014. Yeah, and it seems like. I mean, I, I don't know the complete ins and outs, but it seems like that was kind of happening in the background, and then Zero Drifter kind of came about. And he even... It wasn't in full form, but when I talked to him back in January at a, at a Nintendo eShop event, um, he did mention that that's, you know, the idea of a 2D Moon Chronicles game, which is where Zeo Drifter kind of first started. Um, you know, he was talking about how he wanted to explore that more. So it oh. like that one out. And... I think he's in that nice position where he can do that kind of thing, where he can put the brakes on one game that's in the middle of development and spin something up quickly and do that before he goes back to the other one.
1: Sure, me too. I I also think it's funny that, not funny, but maybe, um, maybe it's not a coincidence that Shovel Knight, which is also a treasure collecting game, came out, and then they put Treasure Knots uh, on the back burner a little bit. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, maybe knots-
1: not so soon after Shovel Knight.
0: Yeah, Treasure Knots is a game that I'm really excited for. And I've i played that demo they've had that's like uh it's like three levels and a boss. And I really just I like that vertical slice of that game, but I I just I want to play it in the <laughs> the manner that it's intended to. Yeah. Because it seems like it's a lot it's a game that's really based on like this is how you progress through it, and just playing four random levels doesn't really kind of satisfy that urge. No. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm excited to see more of that game. But we're not going to see that for a while. We're going to see Zeo Drifter, which I'm excited to see more about that game.
1: Yeah. So let's go to the Kong sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the first one. All right, Adolf Vega writes Queen Kong. She discovered the delicious banana and shared with everyone its amazing flavor, and she became queen of the apes and gave birth to Donkey Kong. He also suggests Caesar Kong, the first intelligent ape. And Father of Donkey. So uh, is this
0: a, like a Planet of the Apes thing?
1: It seems to be.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I, I feel dumb. What's the Queen Kong reference?
1: Uh, I, I don't think that's a uh, Planet that's of the Apes a, reference. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so Queen Kong, Kong and Caesar Kong. So Queen Kong must be uh, Corne- Cor- Cornelia, wh- or Cornelia, yeah, or whatever her name you is. You know
0: what she was playing by Judy Greer? I know, uh,
1: totally wasted and- role. <laughs> I like Judy Greer a lot. Like every she's in everything. Yeah, I do I do like
0: how every every ape in Planet of the Apes was played by a human being, despite the fact that like I mean it's really subtle. You can't really see like I mean it's not Andy Circus, which you just know him because of Gollum. Right. But, like everyone else, like it just it helps make it look more real. Yeah. But like I could I would have never been able to tell you that was Judy Greer.
1: No, I mean there's Nothing about that monkey that looked anything or moved yeah. anything like Judy Greer.
0: And she was just like sick and gave birth and sick and she was healthy. Yeah. And I don't know, she screamed.
1: Yep. Like yeah, a monkey.
0: The, the apes are kind of sexist.
1: <laughs> Damn only, dirty The only apes.
0: strong female character, she's not really that strong, she's just sick the whole time. What the fuck is up in the ape kingdom? So let's well. move on to the next one. <laughs> uh, Olin Eddy writes, Chichen Kong. Yeah. He's a Rastafarian Kong cousin who is accompanied by a living giant dreadlocked banana, like the ones you can win at a county fair for doing some impossible task or plunking down $58 in trade in prize upgrades. In parentheses, the original pay to play?
1: Uh, he
0: can super bounce while riding the banana, and instead of the traditional DK badum, this action makes a resounding bong whenever they jump. That's funny. Uh, yeah, it's a good old pot smoking Kong. Uh, yep. Like I, I I do like how we how we worked Kong into his joke in that it's you know Cheech and Chong Cheech and, Cheech Chong, and Kong yep.
1: that was good uh, I like that yeah yeah clever uh Sebastian Sebastian's got three he's got Decepti the evil robot <laughs> who can transform into a mecha ape that, that would be a hell of a boss I would, it would like him in the next Donkey Kong game Decepticong. uh Honky Kong the barkeeper <laughs> and uh Kong, the nerd ape I like that one a lot. <laughs>
0: And then, not to be confused with his cousin, New York Comic Con and PAX East. <laughs> uh, Kerbals writes, Crikey Kong, in his new adventure, Kong Down Under. He'd have a Sahari hat and probably get eaten by a Kremlin at the end. Uh, yes, that was too soon, Kerbals. What the fuck, man.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a stingray, though. Yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he could have made it worse. He
0: could have said, like, he was underwater and it happened. Yeah. But, yeah. Crikey Kong.
1: <laughs> uh, Donald Mick. Hey, that guy. Uh, his suggestion was Biddy Kong. This matriarch of the Kongs makes Cranky look like a high schooler as she swats enemies with her parasol and utilizes her super secret burn at the stake technique <laughs> to eliminate Tiki hordes. Why I mean, not?
0: It's pretty efficient. Yeah, I mean, that, that that would be the uh, whatever, like the high five move that they have in Tropical Freeze. I forget what it's called. Um, There's a high five move. Yeah. Well, well, it's basically like each character. Donkey and whatever pairing he's with, they have a special move they can do. Um,
2: like what it's like Kong, a
0: team Kong attack? Pao. I think it's called a Kong-Pow. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that, that seems to make sense. All nice. right, uh, Fred writes, I present to you with Busty Kong. And he proceeded this saying that he might have crossed the line, but I've I've read it over, and it gets very close to crossing the line, but it's okay. <laughs> Back to Fred. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Candy is already kind of a Busty Kong. But here's my shot. In the next game, the intro cutscene is at a wedding. Donkey Kong is about to marry Busty Kong. Yes, imagine, the best-looking Kong possible. But right before they say, I do, Diddy Kong bursts in and objects. DK has huge hearts in his eyes and is too Twitter-pated to have a clue what's going on. Just as Diddy objects, Busty gives a nod and hordes of bad guys with wings kidnap DK and Busty. They are taken somewhere where the wedding can proceed without objections. Dixie, Cranky, and Funky get all upset at Diddy for ruining things, but then we get a flashback as Diddy shows them all that Busty just wants to marry DK because she wants in on the family fortune. So then it's up to Diddy and Dixie to get get to them and stop the wedding and try to bring Donkey Kong to his senses. Wow. So this dude didn't just give us a Kong; he gave us like the next game.
1: The storyline—it's like Anna Nicole Kong.
0: Yeah, so basically, I think Busty Kong just turns into a succubus at the end. <laughs> um, that's my prediction. That's why they all—the bad guys—have wings. They're all like demons.
1: Oh, I gotcha.
0: And it's this is
1: Flying monkeys. Layers. It's got layers. It does. I like that one. Uh, from Leo, we have Blasty Kong. It's like this: in the next Donkey Kong game, Nintendo (aka retro) should include an optional tutorial mode for beginners one of the net, one of the tutorial levels will be how to play the rocket barrel levels yes we need that and who better to teach you how to control the rocket barrel including its new features than the inventor blasty kong it seems to me he would fit into the donkey kong universe i agree yeah i mean that seems to make sense it's a very logical one and leo uh,
0: You won one of the Guacamole codes. Uh, Bam! You, you likely will have already gotten an email, because I'm probably going to do that after I record this. <laughs> I'm not too drunk. Uh, Daryl writes, um, Linky Kong is the legendary hero of destiny of Kong Island. He is the bearer of the Triforce of Banana and is locked in an eternal struggle against the demon lord K. Rulendorf <laughs> in order to protect Princess Kongda. Young chimps of Kong Island are dressed in the traditional necktie and green hat on their 12th birthday to honor the legendary hero. I think Daryl has one of my favorites. kind of great. And
1: the picture is pretty solid, too. I didn't even see that. Uh,
0: I'll I'll have to to send it to you after after this. Uh, Sebastian
1: suggests Donkey Kong, Master of the Coconut Ball. Sure.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Jacob writes...
0: Shaka-Kong was born in Chicago, Illinois, and aspired from its youth to be a musical performer. It remains a lesser-known Kong as Cranky Kong never quite believed that his granddaughter was talented enough for the spotlight. Shaka-Kong is known best for being the driving force behind the Donkey Kong bongos. Hmm. However, appearing in-game or game credits, it is because of Shaka-Kong's musical passion that such a control scheme exists. Currently, Shaka-Kong sits in line ready to be playable in the new Shaka-Kong Jungle Harmony title that emphasizes a new microphone controller. However... Such a title has not yet been revealed as the world is not yet ready for Shaka Kong's awesomeness or another musical peripheral game. I would like to think personally that EAD Tokyo pitched this right after the musical <laughs> beat and Nintendo was like, No nah, man, you're making Mario. <laughs> I, someday, uh, I, would someday, probably, EAD, I would probably EAD Tokyo buy... will be freed and
1: they'll be able this to make Donkey Kong. This is the Donkey RPG. Kong version of Um Jammer Lammy.
0: Yeah. Oh man, that would be oh, that <laughs>
1: would
0: be awesome. It would. Especially if they if they got the David Wise music as part of that, too. That would be incredible. I would play the shit out of that. Game. I would, too. Man. Yeah, because I think the best part of all the country games is the music. So just oh, make yeah. a rhythm game out of it. Why haven't they? I mean, well, they did make a rhythm game out of it. It just wasn't with the David Wise music.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jungle Beat that. is
0: a fantastic game.
1: I still haven't played that.
0: It's it's very good. Maybe next PAX East, I'll bring my
1: bongos. There. <laughs> and we can play. Nice. Uh, Ryan writes in Oh, this is my favorite
3: My He's character bad, is
1: Fiddy Kong He's got gold teeth, 50 bullet shells in his back And can't throw a baseball for shit
0: <laughs> Ryan won our, uh, our bonus award For uh, having the one that Zach and I love the most <clears throat> um, that's because, I just uh, see uh, thanks, him hanging out with Thanks fine guys over at, uh, over at Drinkbox Studios uh, yeah. That's the reason why we have these to give away
1: We have more than one
0: we actually we still have another one, but we might be saving that for a later date.
1: I see um, Fiddy hanging out with Funky. Yeah, but and, like uh, Funky's like
0: nom na Fiddy, like <laughs> he can't go that hard, man. And then and then, but Fiddy like he gets shot a couple times, but then he realizes what he did was wrong, right? And then, you know he learned from it, and he doesn't regret what happened, but he wish he made different choices.
1: See, Fiddy's Fiddy is in a video game where he and uh kong unit go to like iraq and uh shoot up bad guys yeah just
0: to get a skull back right and then like uh, holy shit have you ever played that game 57 no was, on the i've heard it's actually good it is very good uh, really i have it on xbox 360 and oh, shit i wish they'd have local multiplayer but maybe you have a 360 right i do We should buy that and we should do some fucking online co-op let's do it because it is it is i mean it's basically just gears of war but it's like a pretty solid gears of war Oh, and are okay. 50 Cent. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> like, what else could you want? And like, there's 50 Cent music plays a lot. It's all about him and the G Unit. You can pick which <laughs> member of the G unit is your, your co-op partner.
1: Oh my god. That Ad sounds Man, amazing.
0: Adman writes for years, my family has used Stanky Kong as an insult. Stanky Kong is any person that has not showered recently or has <laughs> the distinct odor of someone that has been sweaty. It also applies to anyone that admits to doing something gross, and he even gave us examples, a, a conversational example. I wore this outfit all weekend. Go take a shower, stinky Kong. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's our Kong test. Nice. And uh, now, um, uh, Ryan and Leo, I hope you guys enjoy Guacamele. If you want to write in and let us know what you think of the game, we will probably read that on yeah. the air too. If if you guys write stuff to us, we're probably going to read it on the air. Yep. Just just throwing that out there. So if you I mean, look
1: what we just did.
0: Yeah. We did we we told you guys about Busty Kong. Melee Super Turbo Championship Edition is what we're going to talk about now. And that yep. came out back on July 3rd, 2014 on Wii U. It came out on PlayStation 3 and Vita and PC last year. Um, I, I played it back when it was on PlayStation 3 and Vita and loved the Me hell too. out of it. And yep. I've been playing Super Turbo Championship Edition,
1: and I still really enjoy this game. Yep. Have you, have you finished it off, Zach? Uh, I am right towards the end, but um, I'm running around trying to be a completionist getting all those treasures and stuff and i'm spending a lot of time trying to get silver and gold medals in uh el inferno Uh, okay real like the platforming stuff is hard but i can do it but man i suck at like (laughs) the combat because because at that some of those challenges you have to be super precise I think, was it you who made the comment on Twitter about how you feel like you're shittier at the combat now? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: I do. I, I have that same problem. And it could just be that, like, you know, it's been a year. But, like, I remember being way better at the combat where I'm at in the game. I've been about halfway through.
1: I think I think they're putting more enemies in. Yeah,
0: yeah, it seemed like they kind of, like, they. I, I was reading a, reading a blog post that they had, I think it was on IGN, maybe, uh, where they talked about all the changes that they made for Super Turbo Super, yeah, that. da, 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 da. Super, super <laughs> championship edition. And a lot of it was like just very subtle balancing, like doing things that most people probably wouldn't notice. And even the implementation of the two wholly new areas really feels yeah, organic. Like there were just does. a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't remember playing this before. And I had to go online and double check to be like, Oh, that was a new area.
1: Like, <laughs> like that just, whole it, new town.
0: Yeah. Like it just like, I, I got really confused. Cause I'm like, I thought there was just one town. Right. And then, and then you find this other town with this weird big-headed kid, and you're just like, "All right, <laughs> cool, yeah." But I really like—I like how organic that is. Although, once you kind of know what to look for, then it is like, "Oh, you're going this direction," and then they arbitrarily block it, and you have to go somewhere sure. else to go there. Yeah, but that's like, how the old whatever, one was too. It's—it's it's this weird. I mean, it is a director's cut. It's not just here's some like bonus extra stages like Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D. Right, we talked about last week where all the bonus content you need to 100% the entire game that already came out right in this one the new content is packed in and they just kind of did like a refresh on it and i think it's fantastic
1: and the new dungeon with the uh the big skeleton guy is really good like there's some really cool platforming stuff in there
0: yeah and a lot of the stuff with like uh how you have the lava yeah that will like turn solid when you flip dimensions like that's super neat and that's yeah. i mean it's It's just like a natural evolution of how you play the game. For people who are unfamiliar, uh, it's a Metroidvania game uh, where the emphasis is a lot more on combat. But one of the big mechanics is that you're switching between a light world and a dark world. At first, you can only do it through portals. And then as you get through the game, you have the ability to do it on the fly. So it'll be like, you know, a platform is there in the light world, but it's not in the dark world. Or yeah. enemies will be in the light world and not in the dark world. And you kind of need to switch between the two to solve puzzles so, and fight people. Yeah,
1: so like between platforms, even like you'll you'll be in the light world on a platform and you'll jump, flip dimensions in mid air to get to the next yeah. platform.
0: Yeah, I I I I haven't gotten to that point yet, but I recall there were a lot of times uh, when I played it last year the regular the regular ass edition uh, that I got very frustrated because the platforming gets a little finicky, which apparently they balanced.
1: Yeah, I uh, feel like it is better.
0: Yeah, I mean, good on them. I, I Ever since I played, uh, when I first got my Vita, I played Mutant Blob's Attack uh, by Drinkbox Studios. I fell in love with these guys, and I'm so glad that they're making Nintendo games.
1: Yeah. Or games it's, for Nintendo. It's Black, really right? good, and I, I forgot how good the music is. Yeah. It's really look, fantastic.
0: On, the, the animation and the art's fantastic, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, there's, there's uh, really been, no
1: part of this game I don't like, except uh, I don't... Um, there is more combat. And I, I don't know if I don't not like that. It's just uh, I'm not as good at it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, th- there is a heavy emphasis on
0: kill rooms, which is one of the things in Metroid-style games that I abhor. But I feel like it yeah. works a lot better
1: in this game because the combat's at least a lot more varied. And you get a nice uh, silver coin at the end, which you can use to buy costumes.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Um, and the
1: costumes are pretty great, I got to yeah. tell you. They rebalance was- your stats.
0: Oh, oh, well, I did not know that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, the I'm I'm right now I think I'm wearing a chicken uniform. <laughs> uh and I think I have better my health regenerates faster but my stamina regenerates a little slower. Oh. I don't like the new power. I think the new power is kind of like that no. is in every game.
0: Yeah, where it's just uh the new power is called Intenso. Um and you just like click the sticks in and then you're overpowered. Yeah, for like
1: 30 seconds. Yeah.
0: Or I think it's as long as you keep up your combo meter.
1: Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that must be why it doesn't last very long for me.
0: <laughs> um, I think it's a cool... like it, it, I was worried that it was going to break it, but it seemed like they, they also rebalanced it, so it worked with that. Um, and later was, in the
1: game, there are enemies that go into Intenso.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've really been enjoying revisiting Guacamelee. I think it's one of the better... You know Metroid style games and raising memory, yeah, um, and I think if you haven't checked it out and you like Metroid games that are a little more heavy on the combat, totally check it out and even if you don't like combat heavy platformers, it's probably still worth checking out i, I think it it's is a, you know one of one of the better games for me of last year, and I think it'll probably go down as one of the better games of this year for me,
1: yeah, and the story is crazy and and I love the cutscenes and
0: I like the yeah. characters a lot.
1: Yeah, they're really good characters. And they do uh,
0: have uh, they have a lot of memes referenced. Uh, you know,
1: some some people like, would say cat. too many, but I yeah. I think
0: it's fine. See, because it's all in the background, that's why it yeah. does not bother me. Like there are ones where I'm just like, oh, really, they did that? But like, whatever. <laughs> and it seems yeah. like they added more or like changed them or something or kept them updated. Is a couple? Yeah, maybe ones, they I kept them updated. I can't think of what they are at the top of my head because it's all in like that first the, the main town, and I haven't been back there in a while. Right, uh, that there were a couple that I'm like, I think that's like that's new, but I could have been wrong.
1: Yeah, it could be. I stopped paying attention to him pretty quick.
0: Yeah, I do. I yeah. do like the, the the Majora's Mask one and the <laughs> El Masco. Link. Yeah, Link as a luchador. Is right. Image that I can't get enough of, much like Link as a as Donkey Kong. Linky Kong. Right. <laughs> Linky is... Kong is awfully close to Lanky Kong, and that kind of terrifies me.
1: That's true. It could be Lanky it could be Lanky Kong as Link. <laughs> Make the character better. That
0: would be the worst. Worst of all possible worlds.
1: <laughs> the darkest the darkest donkey timeline. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I really like this game and, and I'm gonna beat it soon. And um uh although there is one I think there must be you must get a uh special power for getting um uh really good grades on in the El Inferno stuff because there's a purple block that has an egg icon on it that must be a chicken power. Oh, yeah, I did hear about I that. I don't have yet. Ooh. Yeah. But it, it shows up in El Inferno, so I'm wondering if you get it there. I do love how instead of
0: a morph ball, this game has you turn into a chicken. I know, that is pretty great. Like, I I love controlling the chicken. I wish there were more transformations. That was one thing that I, I wish would happen, and that's kind of, like, nitpicky. Yeah. When I first saw the Chicken Transformation, I was just like, I hope there are more of these, and then that's it. Yeah. Just turned into an avocado.
1: I've been uh, I've been playing more as uh Tostada. So have I. Uh I because mean mainly. You didn't get to play her as her before. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I only played as Juan. Initially. But uh, it is funny because <laughs> all the cutscenes they still refer to you as Juan. <laughs> yeah, they do. And like your icon on the map is still Juan. <laughs> right. Um for those who don't know, there is a male character and a female character. You can also do co-op.
1: Which, which yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried all. that yet. I I mean, I beat the Vita game or the PS3 game on co op with my friend Marcus, but yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. I think that's pretty much Guacamole. Uh, yeah, for those who haven't played it, uh, it gets a uh, two thumbs up from us over here at Connectivity.
1: Oh, yeah, and I guess now pretty it's great.
0: time to, to get to a little business. Um, oh. our next contest, which will be for uh, a download code for Wooden Sensei, a recent. Wii U eShop release Wooden Sensei got a 7 out of 10 from our very own Aaron R. Brown oh. and, uh, It's developed by Upper Byte I believe it came out on PC last year Um, and it's all about the wooden protagonist named Goro who witnesses his village's alcohol supply being stolen <laughs> and then he, he goes off on a 9 level adventure strapped with axes to get the booze back from the bandits Nice um, Yeah, so that's Wooden Sensei, we're going to be giving away a code for that, we only have one code and here's the contest for this week. Or, oh, it won't be a contest now. It'll just be a <laughs> little contest. Or a pit test, because it's going to have to do with Kid Igaris Uprising.
1: Which is our well, next game of the week.
0: Yes. Uh, hopefully we will play some fucking online soon, and then we can go from there. Um, but we are going to be talking about Kid Igaris Uprising next week. And to go along with that, um, we have a con- contest for you. So there was the Eggplant Wizard introduced in the original. And in Catergor's uprising, they introduced the Tempura Wizard, which is a wizard that will turn pit into shrimp tempura, which is delicious, but not when it's a mm. human being or or angel or whatever the hell pit is. Yeah. Um. So much like the colonies before it, uh, come up with what the next wizard would be. Um. I think the only rules here is that it has to be some sort of food. Yeah. And once again, don't cross that line. Uh, <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. But there is yeah. a line that you could cross. Don't cross it. You can tow it. Don't cross it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, send that in, once again, by probably August 13th. Uh, yeah. You might be able to get away with it. Follow me on Twitter at Enron10 to see if, like, we, we don't record until Friday like we're doing tonight. Uh, if not, then get those in by August 13th. Uh, email them to connectivity at nintendoreport.com. We'll read them on the air, and we will once again do the random number generator thing and find out who wins.
1: Nice. I look so, forward to hearing all your food-based wizards.
0: Yes. Um, I mean, mine, I'll, A I'll, uh, Tofu Wizard.
1: Hey, Tofu Wizard, yeah. he yeah.
0: soaks up whatever taste is around him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, then and he's him.
1: soft and squishy. Yep. Unless
0: it's firm tofu. Then he's a little harder. <laughs> but he he retains a lot of water. Right, yeah. So you can't use (laughs) tofu wizard. Right. I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: Welcome, guys, to this week's Connectivity. Um, today we're going to be talking about Hyrule Warriors. I'm your favorite uh, Australia correspondent, Andrew Brown, and I'm joined today with Don Koopman. hmm Hello. Yeah, this week uh, was a, a great uh, week for Nintendo Direct. They revealed some interesting new details about Hyrule Warriors. and uh, They did. Since then... Since then, um, Don got the the chance to actually play the the game. Yes, I do. And, um, yes. So, um, so how much of the game are you allowed to talk about?
3: I'm, I'm pretty much allowed to talk about the first ten levels, that are four like levels based on a linear timeline, and then uh, the f- the free wills: so, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess, and
2: Skyward Sword. Cool. So, um. Uh should we should uh, have you played a, a dynasty warriors game in the past?
3: Yes, I have played quite a couple actually um the the first one I've, i i kind of started with them on the playstation three I, I so I didn't play all of them like I didn't start like as most fans on the PlayStation two um mm-hmm. I kind of got late into the game, but then of course, I got to experience also the spin offs which were glorious during that era, like um the One Piece spinoff, the Gundam spin off and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that's
2: that's how I got into it. I the, the first ones in the the franchise I've played were the One Piece games, and uh, first and only I should say. And um, I can understand the the general uh, consensus that they tend to be mindless, uh, <laughs> fairly I, mindless, I... fairly simple experiences. But um, it for what they are, they're they're fun and they pay a lot of great homage to the, the source material. Yes, they and do. That's...
3: I, that's kind of why I like them a lot. I mean, many and many people give them as mindless, but there are some really interesting, like, strateg- strategical elements there. And that is why I like playing them a lot, and that's, the, that's why I played them for as long as I did, because I played one that was exclusive for 3DS in Japan, which was Dynasty Warriors Versus. I played um, most of the spinoffs, as, as from that point onward, so I played like a, quite a bunch of them up till the point that I'm now playing Dynasty, now uh, High Warriors, you could say.
2: Zelda Muso, let's just go Zelda, Zelda Muso.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. you <know>, both bo- <laughs> either way works. I mean,
2: yeah, um, about the uh, that that uh, facet of the the, the style of development that goes into into making these games though it it looks like they are they're pulling out all the stops with the the Zelda tributes and the Zelda homages well um,
3: it's, it it helps that um, Hayashi from Team Ninja is kind of also guiding it's kind of the bridge gap between Nintendo and um, Omega Force in this one yeah because he is kind of um, helping the entire project flow better. So and considering he worked with Nintendo before on a game we ne- won't necessarily mention, mm-hmm. um, they kind of know each other, so it kind of helps them to to build a game that can satisfy both sides.
2: the 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 Musou fans and the the Zelda fans, the the long time fanatics. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um. In terms of, like, the this is basically the the ultimate fan letter to the Zelda series, I would say. Um, the the storyline, is it like a, a time travel story? We, we know a little b- bit about what's going on with the... Um, so, I'm going to say a few things. I'm trying to be a bit
3: vague at moments because I don't want to reveal, like, every single element of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh but I will try my best here. So
2: Hyrule. So what's generally in the 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 first intro segment? So what's... the the game
3: opens with uh Zelda like being in a dream and playing her harp um and then like a dark cloud and dark um ocean arises and tries to swallow up Hyrule. Um she wakes up and feels that something is going to be like something bad is going to happen within Hyrule, um, in the yeah. wa- Hyrule that is set from uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, okay, she, she goes so to...
2: it's like the dream sequence in in Ocarina.
3: Yeah, kind kind the... of, sorta. Of, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um. Yeah. So she, she goes to the training field to check on the warriors, and she's a, she's like great potential and Link and like after that like the first battle starts like the one we've seen thousands of times the one on hyrule field um mm-hmm. so you play through that um Z- zelda mysteriously disappeared um i will i will I will say it that way and link gets the the green tunic and the scarf and the entire
2: charade oh so we have seen footage of link wearing like the the generic knight outfit the the blue and gray so it's he's is he actually like employed as a, a as like a castle soldier or something he he, he
3: he was he was like a soldier apprentice at the, in the first mission and then mm-hmm. he kind of moves up the rank because it's kind of discovered that he has a part of the tri force so he becomes kind of a general of the of the <laughs> team
2: hey you get a promotion
3: well, it's 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 a bit more complicated than that. But again, I kind of want to stay intentionally vague for people who don't want to know too much. Um, from okay. there, from there you move. You meet characters like uh, Sheik and the new character Lana. Um, and as you move along, then then like some really bad stuff happens, and that will bring. Uh, That opened portals to the various worlds, and these portals needs to need to be closed by the cast of characters, and they go all separate their ways to figure out what's going on.
2: So these portals lead to like other uh, Zelda. Yeah, they lead. They
3: they, they, they lead to the worlds of Ocarina of Time, Skyward Sword, and Twilight Princess.
2: Okay. There was the um the features trailer that they released last week that showed it, it looked like a an overworld map that was like separated between the the Ocarina the Skyward the the Twilight Princess worlds all yeah, within the, the one Yeah yeah the, the
3: the old yeah the 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 worlds kind of um match and match with the existing version of Hyrule Hyrule in in that game so and the environments yeah. changed to like Death Mountain uh, to Sky Skyloft and, like, to all of those places. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's kind of awesome. Nice. Um, so, yeah, going into the story, um, again, I want to be vague. I can't technically talk about it, but I won't. There is some st- interesting stuff going on in regards to Lana and Sia. Um, and, and some interesting plot points, particularly later on, as the story progresses, and it's much darker than I initially anticipated, and I would say that's actually a very good thing. Like, there's a good balance between the goofiness and like the really serious stuff. Yeah.
2: So, so um. Yeah, I'm, this... I'm, I'm
3: really I'm really surprised by that.
2: Cool. This uh, for those who don't don't know um this Lana. Is the, what do they advertise her? A white mage or white? She's a, she's a white sorceress. Sor- sorceress of light, something like that. Yeah. She's the, the generic anime looking girl in the, the trailers. The girl.
3: Lana is my favorite character. Wow. Yeah. No joke. That she is super fun to play as. Yeah. Um, she has two weapons that I played with so far. The first one is the Book of Sorcery, mm-hmm. and the Book of Sorcery is very good for like quick and snap attacks, like the the easy quick attack is basically move um, sending pages to the enemies, and they will um, flinch into a second. It's it's super super cool. Um, and then like her bigger moves, like it it provides like chance for for um, crowd control to shove enemies aside, and her special attack, like, basically sees her hump, humping through crystal books, and then um, throwing the whole group of enemies, like, literally in the air. Um, and then her secondary weapon, which I unlocked, like, a little later, is the Deku Stick. And So
2: the... The character's secondary weapons get unlocked oh. as you progress through the game
3: yeah like additional weapons, so secondary weapons are the item weapons, so I kind of mix them up, but there are secondary weapons that you can um like unlock a little later and they give you additional way to play as that character, like link has the fire rod from uh, I think a link to the past i believe that should yeah. be that should be right um Sheik has the harp. Um, and like Lana has the has the Deku Stick, and the Deku Stick is is such a cool weapon because it allows it, within the special attack it allows like um like like the, the 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 elements of trees to to consume the enemies and throw them up in the air. Uh, you can just um, summon Deku Sprouts. Um, you can summon with the focus attack which is like the big final awesome attack you can like uh, throw like a whole uh decker tree into the ground and it will destroy enemies on the spot it's it's really really freaking cool
2: wow cool and with um... the deck
3: stack 2 there are some even some Wind Waker, Wind Waker elements in there because uh you can Use like a leaf to shoot enemies away, and you can even glide with that same leaf to uh avoid enemies for a little bit.
2: Nice. Cool. Um did you get to play around with any additional like weapons or, or like little nods to previous games in the series? I I know the Wind Waker itself is is appearing in the game.
3: It's it's not really appearing. Like, the deco stick is the biggest reference to that, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some smaller, like, niche references to that thing, though. Um, But what I really like about, like, the weapons in general is that they're mostly super fun to play. Like, with, um, with the fire rod, you can, like... Destroy enemies from a distance, so you can kind of keep like some room between you and the enemies. So if you're a more tactical player, you can play it that way. For the the other thing is, of course, the sword of Link, and that gives you more like more of a direct control and direct focus to destroy enemies right there on the spot. So there there are various ways to play the game in the in the weapons that you choose, and mm-hmm. that gives it more like a sort of a, more of a freedom. And that some of the Dynasty Wars games certainly lacked.
2: Okay. I um I understand that some of the weapons you can collect can be upgraded via the uh, was it a card system? It's no, it's uh it's um so you if you
3: depending on the difficulty mode that you choose, like enemies mm-hmm. will drop materials and weapons. Uh materials can be used to purchase badges. These badges can upgrade oh, your badges. stats. Yep. um and the the weapons uh they they are ba- basically ba- better versions of like one weapon so the the sword can be have like various different variations to it and these variations can be uh better with strength and have also various abilities attached to them and you can combine two weapons and combine their abilities for even a better result
2: okay like like item crafting and
1: weapon
3: crafting. It, it's sort it's sort of an easy item crafting, but yeah, it's there.
2: Is each character like delegated to a specific weapon type, like linked to swords and so forth? Um,
3: I... not necessarily. Like Zelda and Link both use swords. Like uh, Zelda uses the rapier. Yeah. Um. So, what what the weapons do do though is they each have an element attached to it, like. Uh, there's lightning. There's darkness. There is um, fire. There's water. So the deco stick is water, for example. Um, mm-hmm. So there are various um, attributes like attached to those various weapons to make them easier to a certain enemy. So because at the end of every stage, um, you will defeat a boss. Like there's, for example, uh, Queen queen Goma of there's gary of and um, anybody else you can think of um and depending on you and you have to battle it's better to bring a certain element into the fight oh i see cool and, and the game will help you with that they will say they will give a thumbs up to say hey we will recommend to you this character you don't need to play them as a character i will make it very clear but it's better for your first play through to kind of listen to the game and say from okay sure i will do this
2: hmm interesting i um, from the footage that they showed during the direct and and a few previous uh screenshots and such there were pictures of link saying say having the uh the master sword equipped as his weapon and then there was earlier pictures of uh of him using the generic uh the Hylian knight sword right. like uh, just I, I find it slightly disorienting that uh he would have the master sword and have that able to be swapped out for for a different type of sword or
3: well I, I, will, I will say this though I have not unlocked uh, the the master sword yet ah okay in, in the first at the first ten levels that high, the, the master sword didn't came up
2: huh cool. So it's uh we did see footage of him actually finding the sword and pulling it out of the pedestal, so I would wager that's some some big uh part of the storyline as, as is in most of the Zelda games in the series so
3: that's that's quite possible yeah
2: i can't really yeah. tell
3: you I can tell you for sure though
2: cool, so who else did you
3: get to play as so I will say that out of the eight characters that I played i I didn't like the harp as much from Sheik because it didn't give me that, the direct satisfaction that I needed to defeat enemies. And most of the enemies enemies are mindless, but um, it is a bit risky to control her with that weapon. It's not necessarily the greatest thing on earth. Um, I, I liked most of the other characters though, like uh, Drunya with his hammer um, is super, super effective and can wipe enemies like pretty fast. <laughs>
2: Um yeah so how did the weapons feel uh as opposed to to where they were in their their original games I mean obviously Darunia's hammer is the the what is it the megaton hammer in yeah the Ocarina. megaton
3: the, the megaton hammer yeah
2: Are the controls generally the the same feel and the the physics of using these weapons or The physics physics are definitely the same though it will play
3: differently because of the more uh dynasty like playstyle Mhm um, but the button layouts are pretty much straightforward, like, more focused on the Zelda controls. Like, there's even an option to switch it more to Zelda-like controls, or to more Dynasty Warriors-like controls.
2: Are there motion controls?
3: Um, if you play with the Wii Remote, yes. Um, you can play with the game better the Pro Controller, though.
2: Okay, interesting. Um, alright, moving on, uh... Besides, wep- uh, besides weapons there's the the collectible items uh, we did see uh in the last direct there was ganondorf finding a, a heart piece um it was a, a new uh, feature revealed that the characters do level up as in other dynasty warriors games mm-hmm. in which they they would get enhanced stats i would assume extra hp and so forth or
3: it's mostly additional strength that they're getting.
2: So the the HP is generally delegated directly to the heart pieces, as in. Classic Yeah, Zelda? yeah, yeah. That's cool. Did you um? Did you get to see the cuckoos?
3: Uh, I saw one cuckoo, but I didn't attack him.
2: Oh, that's 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 a travesty. Why? You why? Can't why? Call why? A why, Zelda gamer.
3: why? Why would I attack the, the harmless cuckoo?
2: To see what happens. I'm not.
3: A, I'm, l- I'm not. I'm not. am not a jerk.
2: Oh. I. I don't want.
3: Okay. I don't want to destroy the heart of that poor little chicken. <laughs> I.
2: I understand that. Um. Uh. If you are one of those Zelda gamers, though, you do have the option of attacking them and. Uh, causing the, the horde of cuckoos to go chasing after you like in previous games.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh it was
2: also briefly mentioned in the direct that you can get them on your side and and cause a a cuckoo avalanche to uh rain down on the enemies. I'm I'm interested to see that myself. It looks hilarious.
3: Um I'm not sure how that one will go down, but I I have not really seen that yet either way, so yeah
2: you've got some experimenting
3: to do oh absolutely yeah i mean i have not explored <laughs> the game to its fullest yet
2: yeah so in terms of other characters that uh, that are available in the game uh each of the main zelda games in the franchise that are being showcased in this in this title in this case uh, ocarina uh twilight princess and skyward sword it seems that there is uh, at least three characters from each of these uh like flagship Zelda titles that are being showcased as as playable characters uh in yeah. in some cases the villains um it's completely unrelated but uh one of the most mind-blowing moments of the trailer for me was the the re- revelation that uh Link's partner in Skyward Sword is actually pronounced Phi and not Fee. <laughs> I don't I, I don't I, I
3: don't even I don't even know what exactly should name her. I just call her knowing and I call the day. Um, <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a mean reference there. Uh, but um, yeah, you can play as Spy in the, in uh, in in High War Warriors, and you can play as Agatha, the Bug Princess
2: from Twilight Princess. Yes. Yep.
3: From Twilight Princess, she can.
2: It, it looked like she could summon giant insect ghosts to battle, something like that.
3: Yep, you could. Yeah. Um, interesting and there, there is of course uh the always lovely mitna
2: <laughs> yes my my personal favorite uh zelda sidekick i suppose would be yeah, the, the appropriate uh, that's,
3: word uh, that's um she's pretty interesting player she's a bit unconventional especially with the the, the wolf she writes on but once you get get a, get a hang of her it's it's pretty interesting
2: it's interesting to note that she does have the wolf considering she's uh, obviously a separate entity to link and this link is a different link to the one from uh uh seen in Twilight Princess. Yeah. So does it explain have you actually seen her in the levels you've played so far?
3: I I've seen her in the Twilight levels of course.
2: Yes, um ha- does it explain where the wolf came from? Not really no. Oh I, her weapon
3: I t- t- uh, is called The Shackle, so I'm not really sure what's going on there.
2: Interesting. Um, It may get some sort of story explanation further down the line. It, it,
3: it definitely could be, yeah. I'm not even sure what's going to happen. Um, I Most of the stuff that i played so far has been kind of shown in some sort of way, like at E3 mm-hmm. or San Diego Comic-Con or in trailers. But from, yeah. this, from this point onward, I don't know what to expect anymore. Interesting. So um, for, me, bringing... for me, for me, it's a blank slate. And I particularly chose not to play it up to this one because we're going to have discussions like this. Um, so I kind of wanted to keep that after I was done with these discussions so I can kind of keep them in the best ways possible to myself because I kind of also don't want to spoil <laughs> for anybody who wants to play <laughs> the game. We're,
2: we're 20 minutes late, but spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, but
3: uh, well, I'm not trying to to tell any spoilers here, so because most of the stuff that we're talking so far has been shown in some way or another.
2: Yeah, so um, from the the in, in terms of the story, as as what was explained earlier in in previous uh, press releases and so forth, the the main villain of this game appears to be a new character named Sia, that's yep. uh, spelt with uh, C I A. Um. She's otherwise known as the Ruby Witch. Um, she is a kind of a really conflicted character. More, more, she seems
3: she, she's more in, more interesting than she gives away at first glance. What uh, actually she does seem
2: to have more depth to the to the generic Zelda villain, like oh, I want to suddenly rule Hyrule, or I'm going to take over the role because of reasons. Yeah, um, she she
3: she she, she she is in she is very interested in the hero, which is Link. Um, and to do that, she would put everything on the line here, like the story the entire entire world is is almost seems like meaningless to her um so there are some she's like she's really in,
2: hmm? really, really interested in link
3: yeah there's some really yeah. some new intrigue there, and her heart gets taken over by a dark force and um as, as you move along uh Things go kind of bad for her, and you will see why soon enough. I don't want to spoil that uh, those segues too much, but once you see them, you kind of like huh, and you're kind of like taking aback by how serious that those parts in the game actually are.
2: Wow, something to look forward to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Moving on. Um... Another thing that was uh it was kind of known about with the the Japanese version but uh it was revealed for the uh, international versions as well. The the game does come with DLC. There's costume packs from the various uh uh previous Zelda I I I want to showcased. say
3: for North America, uh I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry that you have to buy them all separately
2: yeah uh, and they have to that's... buy them
3: i have to buy them from retailers, which is the worst thing on earth
2: that uh, is really really dodgy yeah um, like in Japan you get them
3: with the either with the special edition which uh, only which just comes which only comes with the art book or mm-hmm. the the treasure box, which comes with a scarf like a treasure box an alarm clock, and all that good stuff and on top of that you get all the d l c costumes um in europe we're not sure. We're honestly not sure what what is going on with that. We know the we know the European that,
2: version does come with Link's scarf. Yeah, the, uh, the European version. We're not comes, sure if that's a special edition or. That that that
3: is a special edition. Uh, oh, it but, is. But as far as the DLC is concerned, we don't know. Um, like they said, from details are coming later on this. So I can only assume that we're only getting it. As a downloadable thing through the Nintendo eShop and not through specific retailers because that would be
2: dodgy. Um, but it should be noted this is Tecmo Koei. There will be the option to get these later on down the line. So, oh, oh, absolutely,
3: for... absolutely. That's not the issue. But it's like yeah. as far as how this European deal transpires or how it uh, will concern like players, we don't know.
2: Yeah. Um. As I was saying, for the the North American players, they they shouldn't feel too conflicted about choosing a specific retailer to get that specific DLC, because we all know it's gonna the, the others are gonna be available later on down the line as well. But it yeah. it is still a a raw deal to to have to choose, uh, especially with price differences and so forth. But um,
3: yeah, it's 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 a it's a weird thing because Nintendo has never done this before, like. Tecmo is pretty clear where it stands. Like they offered all in one package in Japan and like America splits it up between every single retailer they can find. And that's not exactly the best deal.
2: So, um, uh, what else was revealed in the, in this week's trailers? There's, um, there's a few different game modes. There is a, a really nice over, overworld map looking adventure mode. That's based on the original NES game. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I understand, uh, where we're supposed to be pretty tight-lipped on that, so uh, it exists. We can say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what, what else? What what else is actually in the in the package? So
3: yeah, I I don't know. Beyond the levels that I talked about, it's pretty much that's that's the game for you. There are some various elements there, and there will possibly be more unlockable characters and more stuff down the line, but I'm um, I'm at this point I'm not even allowed to talk about that.
2: Fair enough. So um given the possibility of uh unlockable secret characters, do you have any uh any requests for anyone in particular that you'd like to see?
3: Um I would like to have the human version of Midna, but I'm not sure if that's even gonna happen.
2: I suspect that might be one of her special moves, like a a final attack that gets unlocked or something. Maybe.
3: I'm not not sure. Um, It would be cool. Like I I said, I'm not further than the playable characters that are mostly shown. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure, even not sure what to expect from this point onward.
2: We both know, um, uh, uh, or everyone here at NWR knows that our director, Neil, really wants to see Tingle as a playable character. I... I don't know about the possibility of that. It would be neat. I'm not yeah. sure what oh, sort yeah, of attacks definitely. he would have. It, it's definitely <laughs> a character
3: that that is part of the Zelda mythos. Um yeah. But if it's going to happen, heh, I'm not sure. Um, but um, I'd like to go- see Ravio. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Going back bit back to like gameplay uh, yeah. because we haven't delved on that too much. Like it is still pretty much Dynasty Warriors in some ways, but they have done enough to make it interesting and appealing to me. Like the 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 ZR targeting is pretty much like based on the Z targeting from Zel- from Zelda, and mm-hmm. z- making sure that you can zoom in on speci- specific enemies or bosses like that is super super handy. Like that's that's a big big deal deal-changer. Um, and of course, like there's a lot of Zelda elements there, like it can gut crash, there are like items to collect, there's a lot to enemies to fight. Well, a lot more in this game than in any other, but there you go. Um, mm-hmm. But it's pretty much like Dynasty Warriors with a very well-made Zelda skin. It's very colorful. There's some remixes of the music there. Um, it's a very bright spectacle. And I don't think that a Dynasty Warriors game has been this bright or spectacle.
2: Yeah, I I certainly think it's unfair for any potential naysayers out there or those who weren't enthralled by the direct to just claim that it's it's Zelda flavored Dynasty Warriors. That's that's really selling the game short, and it's it's something for the Zelda fans as well as the Dynasty Warrior fans. It's uh. I was sold ever since I learned at E3 that, um, that win is going to be in the game, but I personally am stoked for the title. I can't wait for it to be released.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you, if you like both of them, you're pretty much, I will say this, you're pretty much set in stone. I think you will very much like this. Um, yeah. if, you, if you like one of them, hey, give it a try because you might learn some new things about the other that you wouldn't have learned before. And I, when I started playing Dynasty Warriors like many times ago, I didn't know I would like it, but I pretty much did. And same thing with Zelda, I didn't know I would like it at first, but I pretty much did. And considering that these two franchises are together in one package, um, you can like one and learn about the other in so many various different ways that, that it's truly worth like exploring at least for once.
2: Yeah, that's that's so true. There are a plethora of other titles in both franchises that you can then move into if you find those elements in in this one upcoming game that uh, you do actually like. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Yeah. Um, so the release dates in, in the various regions, uh, I believe you know the info. Yes, yes, I do very much so. So the game comes out in Japan
3: on the 14th of August, so next week. Um a time of recording uh Europe gets it on the nineteenth and America on the twenty sixth of september
2: awesome all right so um uh we've we've prattled on about this game for half an hour now, and i'm uh I for one can't wait to play it um be sure to check out our ongoing coverage of the game as it comes out. If there's any secret information that we're allowed to talk about, by all means, we'll be definitely getting it up on the site for you guys to read.
3: Yeah, um, there will be, there will be a preview on the Nintendo Force website because I will be doing the review uh, on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's and, there, there's um, a, there's a special like preview message, roughly fifteen hundred words that talks about the things we talked about today.
2: Nice. And I'll be running a Mario Bellia feature uh, within the next couple of weeks on the uh, Treasure Box version that's coming out in Japan. Man, Just, I, was, uh, I, was, I was planning to do the same. Now we both need to do a video. <laughs> you can be a special guest in the Mario Bellia.
3: Yes, we'll both do a separate video. I think that's fun. <laughs> but I, I, I'm not going to make mine all over the top and like crazy.
2: Oh, now, now I'm going to have to animate it or something. <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't say too much about this. I'm I'm backing myself into a corner here. Now you're backing yourself
3: <laughs> perfectly in a well put corner. <laughs> you now have to do oh. your entirety of your best to beat my video. Wow,
2: I'm <laughs> I'm boned now. Oh damn! <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Well, um, thanks, guys, for listening. And um, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of either of these franchises, Dynasty Warriors, Zelda. Get the game. Tell your friends. This this game needs a lot of love. Do it for Midna. Well, the the we the Wii U needs love in general. That it does. All right. Well, um, thanks, guys, and uh, thank you, Don. No worries. All right. Ciao. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Please send your listener mail questions to connectivity at and if you've got a moment, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Also, please check out nintendoworldreport.com for information on the RFN Episode 400 campaign. Now, stay tuned for a bonus segment about Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. Put down a
0: Hey, and we're back with another uh, Neil and Zach of the movies.
1: Zach Uh, and Neil at the movies.
0: Yeah, Um, (laughs) we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out on August first and uh, surprised the world by making a shit ton of money. I guess ninety-four million. But I did, I did like seeing the thing how like early estimates for like maybe like fifty or sixty million was like best bet, and after Thursday, Friday morning, they're like, it's gonna make like ninety million. Um, it deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I guess it goes without saying, if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, go see it. Yeah. Uh, we might spoil the shit out of it when we talk about it for the next 10 to 15 minutes. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I dug it. I don't think it's...
1: I don't think it's quite...
0: It, it might be my favorite Marvel movie. I'm not you even know, sure. But you know
1: what? You know what? I I think it's like in a different... It's like separate... I know it's not separate but it feels so separate from the other Marvel movies that I feel comfortable saying it's my favorite non-Marvel Marvel movie.
0: <laughs> Cuz I mean there are a couple because ties, Thanos like, you know, in
1: it for like a hot minute. Yeah. And, and there's really no the other tie. connection. I,
0: yeah, I guess the collector showed All up right. in you know a post-credit scene in of Thor, Thor 2, 2. um And eventually, like, I mean, I think what this is all building to is that, you know, the Guardians will team up with the Avengers to fight Thanos at some point.
1: Who's got the Infinity Gauntlet.
0: Yes. Well, no, he doesn't have the Infinity Gauntlet. Well, he will. Yeah, the Infinity Gauntlet is still in Asgard, I believe. Yes, it is. Um... But I just I like I mean this is the best Star Wars movie that I've seen in <laughs> my entire life. Um, at least that came out during because I don't think I was born when Return of the Jedi came out, and that was the right. last good Star Wars movie for all intents and purposes.
1: I don't even like that movie.
0: I think it's pretty good, but that's a debate for another day.
1: It is. Um, I love I love Chris Pratt
0: in this movie. I think Man. he's fantastic. He is. I think he brings the right amount of levity, and and still hits like the the mildly serious notes. Like his character makes sense. Yeah. And I do like the moments where it's like the way that he kind of keeps on holding to his old world on Earth. And, his, you know, how he was kind of, you know, he didn't want to accept that his mom was, you know, dying. Right. Um, So he just kind of ignored it and he kept on ignoring it. And then he embraces it at the end
1: and wins a dance off. <laughs>
0: that was this so is also great. this is a superhero movie that uses the term turd blossom in it. That's kind of wonderful. <laughs>
1: And references the Ninja Turtles, yeah, <laughs> and, the blue, and, and even talks
0: about how dumb the Marvel MacGuffins are, right? I'm referring to them as the Raider, the, you know, the the Ark, Ark the Covenant, Maltese Falcon kind of thing,
1: right? Um, uh, it was so, it was just so funny. Like I yeah. wasn't expecting that much humor. It's almost a comedy sci-fi. Yeah, and I think that that
0: works really well. I think Rocket Raccoon is really fun. Yeah, I like the I like the moments where they kind of get a little more serious with him, where you know he is the the nature of that character is that he was you know taken apart and put back together a lot of times and he's in a lot of pain, and a lot of people look down on him because he's just a fucking talking raccoon, right? Um, but I thought Bradley Cooper did a really good job voicing him because yeah. I expected I didn't that even, to even just really sound, sound like him. Yeah, I expected it to be like oh it's just gonna sound like Bradley Cooper the whole damn movie, but he. I mean, you can. It's not like it's hidden that it's Bradley Cooper, but he is Rocket Raccoon.
1: He's like doing a voice. He's not yeah. just Bradley Coopering. Yeah. And and, uh, and I liked his relationship with Groot. Like Groot, all Groot says is "I am Groot," but he Rocket Raccoon knows what he means, and he's like, "Well, of course that's stupid." Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: They're Han and Chewie. It's all. Awesome. Yeah, they are. And Groot is fantastic. Um, I I don't think I'm the only person that like. My heart was welling up during we are Groot
1: oh uh, me too uh, pretty great yeah 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 i mean I, uh, I don't
0: really have anything except for like effusive praise about this movie
1: i have i have like two criticisms one is really poor villain just don't care yeah uh, i mean at this point it's almost a
0: given with marvel movies and it's like oh he's a loki no okay so it's gonna suck
1: yeah exactly that's true uh, but yeah, I mean, I would have liked to at least know his motivation. Besides, I want to kill Zandar. And it's like they're wasting such good actors with these. I know he's such a Lee good pace. actor. It's the
0: dude, dude, from fucking pushing daisies, playing this villain, and he he does a good job in the role. But they just don't do anything with him. And it's the same thing where they used uh, Christopher Eccleston as uh, Malaketh a Malaketh yeah. in Thor two. Yeah, and and like he was even worse. Yeah, than than it's Ronan. Like
1: One dimensional.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just it's kind of disappointing because you have like that the the characters look great and they have good actors there, but they just don't give them anything to do.
1: Yeah, and it's not like I mean uh yeah I think you mentioned to me on Twitter and I didn't realize this, uh, that Lee Pace was also the king of the forest elves in the Hobbit. And um Oh shit you know, was yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, I did not tell you that because I didn't okay. know that. But like it's a much better written character, even though he's on screen for five minutes. Yeah, it's you get so much more out of him. Uh, yeah, so but, I, I mean, think that's just a poorly written bad guy in in Ronan.
0: And I'm seeing a lot of stuff online, and it's kind of it's getting to the point where it's like annoying because people are just like, "Oh, Thanos is just a terrible villain." I'm like, he has
1: he been in. You don't even f- know
0: he's been collectively in five fucking minutes of of a couple movies. Like that's yeah. it. Um. But I think that it's marvel like they're is,
1: clearly building to him
0: yeah and i think that marvel is going to kind of face an uphill battle because with all the villains being kind of crappy yeah like they're gonna have to do an even better job with Thanos because everyone's going to be kind of negative into it going in
1: you know I and i don't even i mean frankly i don't love loki he's and not i think he's not loki, threatening in the least
0: yeah, Loki Shtick is getting a little old. I think yeah. that's like Thor two relied very heavily on Loki Shtick. And it's yeah. fun. I like his interaction, especially with Thor. But it is it's just like, not a good villain. Yeah, because like you know that he's you know, he's a he's a piece of shit, but <laughs> it's not like he's gonna completely end the world. Like there's there's I mean, I think Iron Man kinda hit the nail on the head in Avengers when he's yeah. telling him like you can't win. Right. Because he can't win. And, and yeah. I think that's kind of the threat that Thanos presents that I think, you know, Marvel needs to do a good job of showing is that whether whether they do it where, you know, Thanos does do what he did in the comics and just eliminate half the entire galaxy. Um, I think that would be, like, that's why I feel like Guardians 2 might end up with the Guardians of the Galaxy losing. Ooh. Um, which would be really ballsy because they, if you notice, uh, Marvel doesn't really kill characters. They act like they're going to. Right. But then they regrow, like Groot, yep. or they're not actually dead, like Nick Fury, yep. or they just straight up bring him back from the dead, like Agent Coulson. Yep. Which, like, I'm glad. I like. I think Clark Gregg is Agent Coulson. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. But him coming back from the dead really cheapens Avengers for me.
1: It, it really does. And I
0: stood by it at the time because I had everyone telling me like, "Oh, they're gonna bring him back. He's not actually dead. They didn't. They didn't show a body. I'm like, they showed him stabbed through the heart. Like he died.
1: Right. Not, did they you ever explain how he me. came back on? Uh, yes, of Age Yes, they shield.
0: did on Agents of Shield, um, and I think they used Cree uh, blood or something to bring oh, back. Okay, um, but even still, like part of the reason for the Avengers going in for that final battle is because they're like, "We got to avenge Coulson." Yeah, and it's like, "Well, you didn't have to." <laughs> he wasn't actually. Turns dead. out, yeah, turns out he was okay.
1: So, so that's my. My first criticism is a poor bad guy, but but you're right. I think it it applies to almost all the Marvel movies. But second, and I talked a lot about this on Twitter. Um, man, I didn't like that every alien was just a human with different colored skin. See, it that bugs the not, crap out I'm of me. Not as bothered as that because I know like... I'm, I'm, but I'm into like xenobiology and like yeah, it, like I liked all the animals in Avatar except the Navi because they're just big blue people and they don't yep. fit in with their environment at all. Yep. Um, so. You know, like even what I was saying on Twitter is like even Star Trek, which is cheap, like cheaper than a movie budget. Yeah. They put some spoons on some foreheads. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, and, but Carl, friend of the show, Carl Castaneda, uh, explained to me that, you know, what's going on is the uh, celestials, long time ago, were basically playing God and creating different humanoid races uh, in an, uh, uh, an effort to achieve a perfect. You know, whatever humanoid. Uh, so that's why they all kind of look the same, just different colored skin.
0: At least but, there is like a There was a mythology reason yeah, for that. That is pretty I,
1: neat. I just would have liked to have if Gamora said something like, "Hey, this is why all the humans look the same."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean uh, that would be the kind of thing like they showed more of like uh, Peter Quill's first interaction. Yeah. With that that greater world, maybe that would have been room for that. But they do kind of they they go from him getting abducted. Twenty years later. Yeah, coming to him going and being awesome. Right. Dancing.
1: Yeah. I Um, do
0: I mean I I I love it that I mean it is the kind of thing where they telegraph it. They show him dancing in that opening in the opening credits.
1: And that's how he saves the day. He dances. (laughs) Oh, and I thought I thought that Dave Bautista did a really shockingly good job. Yeah,
0: I mean uh, I mean granted, like it is just like be a big, dumb guy who
1: takes everything literally, but he did a very good job. Yeah, and he made me laugh. <clears throat> and he even had some, you know, emotional moments towards the yeah.
0: end. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that like every character kind of has that moment where they're, they open up. and Yeah. Yeah. And I anticipate a huge backlash in which everyone takes this, tears this movie apart. I'm already seeing it. Um, oh, really? A lot of people liked it, but, I mean, I just, I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see these characters do more things. I yeah. like I think that all the roles like all the actors were cast really well. Oh yeah. Um I even John C. Riley as Roman Day is fantastic. That was, that was and funny. He's I mean that's the thing is it's just a really funny movie.
1: Yeah. And Glenn Close was good, even though she was in it for like a combined two minutes. Yeah. Um, I also liked the Stinger at the end with uh Howard with the a Duck? certain mallard yeah or the duck that was unexpected <laughs> yeah
0: i mean there was a part of me that's a little disappointed that they didn't like tease age of Ultron at all but i guess uh, that kind uh, of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning how this is like an un-marvel marvel movie yeah and i guess like maybe that i mean maybe there's just no tie between guardians and avengers too right uh, now yeah. yeah and i mean i think i think that I think that the more the bigger tie will likely be Avengers three or whatever the Thanos war will be, because it seems like that's how the Guardians will tie in to the Avengers.
1: Yeah, I feel like I like what are they in? Are they in phase two or three right now?
0: Phase two. We have okay. Avengers two is the end of phase two.
1: Okay, so I feel like like most of the movies in phase three will be kind of leading up to Avengers three.
0: Yeah. Or at least maybe building a bigger team because we do know yeah. phase three is going to have uh the first movie in phase three is gonna be Ant Man and then Doctor Strange. Yes. Um, and then Captain America three, I think, are in twenty sixteen. Yeah. And then Guardians two is twenty seventeen, and I think there's a there's an untitled movie in twenty seventeen or something like that. Okay. We're getting two to three Marvel movies for the foreseeable future every year. Yeah. Also the same with DC starting next year, too. Because apparently there is a second DC movie um, oh, after Batman vs. Superman.
1: I think it's going to be Aquaman, don't you?
0: I don't know. I know that, I mean, uh, what is it, Jason Momoa or whatever is, is Aquaman.
1: Yeah. Dude, I just... Mm, that movie's going to suck so hard. Yeah,
0: I mean, I like. I'll see it. <laughs> At the end of the day, I still love Batman. Um, right. And I did, you know... It's like I will have to see it. <laughs> no matter what no matter right, how shitty yeah. it is, like I have that's, to see that movie. That's how I
1: feel about the movie I'm gonna see this weekend. And
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, which we might be talking next week
1: about. We probably should.
0: Um but yeah, I mean I'm excited for the future of Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy kinda shows me that they're still gonna let a dude make a movie he wants to. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I like a lot more about Marvel than D C is that Marvel still seems to have that little bit of the 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 auteur nature like Iron Man three that that is a Shane Black movie yes um you know it is. Joss Whedon his fingerprints are all over the first Avengers movie and I hope slash assume they'll all be all over the second one yeah this was a James Gunn movie and that's Definitely. that's awesome and that's what I mean it still worried me a little bit with Ant Man with uh, Edgar Wright
1: leaving but I Dude, mean it, everyone has le- left Ant Man by now yeah. I mean, that that that's still there. That movie's been through so much like rigmarole. I'm really kind of worried about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see how it'll turn out. I I still like Paul Rudd and and Michael yeah. Douglas. I think they're they they could do a very good job with those parts. Um, but I think that'll be a big challenge because people were pointing to Guardians as being the potential first big bomb, and it, guess True. what? Proven wrong. Guardians was an excellent movie. Yeah. I think Ant Man is that next movie that people are going to be circling the date for that and being like, well, this could be where they slip up.
1: It's it's funny, somebody on Twitter or maybe Facebook said that Marvel's the new the new Pixar. Yeah. Like people are just and it is true, and people are just waiting for them to make a bad movie.
0: Yeah, and that's what happened with Pixar. And look at Pixar now. They're just making sequels to everything and it sucks.
1: Yep. I I will say that I think Marvel has already made kind of a bad movie, and that was Iron Man 2.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I think that was early. Like they hadn't built the cred yet.
1: True. Yeah, that's like very people
0: love the shit out of Iron Man, but then it was like the Incredible Hulk. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I still enjoy Incredible Hulk and Iron Man too. I don't think they're. I, I think I does my, the
1: Incredible Hulk count though?
0: It is. It is canon in this. Okay. Um. I mean, they don't really reference it much at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the Hulk has only showed up in Avengers. Right. Um. Like, I think at that point, like, they hadn't built up their, like, their dominance yet. Yeah, they hadn't, like, I mean, the, it do- out the dominance really was when they were like, guess what? It's going to be Thor, it's going to be Captain America, it's going to be the Avengers, and this is all happening in a year. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then they pulled that off, and they're on top of the world. I mean, Avengers yeah. made a billion dollars. And yeah. since Avengers, every Marvel movie has done way better than... than anyone thinks. and everything. Like, I mean, pretty much... You know, building it like I think Iron Man did really well, and then like Iron Man Two, Thor, and Captain America, all did all right. Avengers did incredible. Then Iron Man Three, Thor Two, Captain America, and Guardians of the Galaxy are all doing incredible.
1: Yeah, and I think Captain America Two did like maybe yeah. almost as good, or if as good as uh, Guardians.
0: Yeah, I think I think Captain America Two is like the number two Marvel movie after so Avengers, far. and it seems like Guardians is tracking really, really well. Yeah. I'm curious to see where that'll end up. Because I, th- I think the order for, like, as far as grossing, I think it's Avengers, Captain America 2, and then Iron Man 1. Maybe Iron okay. Man 3. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, so Iron Man nice. 3, I've got problems with it, but I really like
0: it. I, I saw that movie uh, the night before I saw Guardians, and I love Iron Man 3 still. Nice. I think I have to, well, I guess uh, let's close this out. Uh, <laughs> what are your top three Marvel movies?
1: Have this of... fight right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Iron Man 1. No, scratch that. Avengers. Avengers might crack my top ten. It really might. There's nothing about that movie I don't I don't love. Uh Avengers, Iron Man, no. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna go with that. Sorry. Avengers <laughs> you're have me on the spot here. Avengers, Iron Man, Guardian.
0: Guardians.
1: Okay. I think I think my my top three
0: uh Captain America two. Although that's that's I'm gonna put an asterisk near near two of these. Captain America 2, I think I need to see again to confirm how much I like that. I really really enjoyed that movie.
1: Yeah, I'm going to see it at the Bear Tooth when it hits the Bear Tooth.
0: Um I think my number 2 is Guardians and I think my number 3 is Iron Man 3. And I wow. think Avengers is a very very close fourth.
1: Movie. Nice. Um
0: but I think with with Guardians and Captain America 2, there's that asterisk that I need to see them again to confirm. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, I have some issues with the Avengers. And actually, one of my big issues is because I think invalidating the death of Coulson
1: yeah, like, that movie like a lot. In in hindsight, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and
0: I understand, like, that, you know, you can watch that movie for how it is, and it's still fine. But, like, that's not how that movie is. True. And I think there's also, I mean, and people, I've seen people rail on it for, oh, it looks like a TV show. But, like, it does look like it was shot like a TV show.
1: Well, that's because like, it's Joss Whedon. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, I think there are, there are parts of it. Like, the wish fulfillment of Avengers is incredible. Um, but, like, it's, it. I think uh, when Lauren saw it, she made a comment that this looks like a movie that should be on the Sci-Fi channel. And <laughs> I don't disagree with her. Yeah, yeah. It has, I mean, of course it has a way bigger budget, but, like, as far as, like, the camera angles and the way it is shot, it is, it is a TV movie.
1: That's true, yeah, you're right. It It does have big action scenes, but they're very... Confined, yeah. Like every actually, now that I think about it, everything is confined. Yep. Even the fight in New York, they're all basically just standing in a corridor, yeah, punching things.
0: But Avengers uh, is a good movie yeah, still.
1: Yeah, I need to rewatch uh, Captain America two. Although I friggin loved it, and I need to rewatch Iron Man three. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I rewatched that, and I think the Iron Man three
0: drags in the second half, but it's really it's fantastic up until that yeah. point yeah like i think that final scene in iron man 3 takes a long time to go through and it didn't feel that way in the theater but watching it now like it really drags there but that that lead up to it um just the characterization of the mandarin is so on the nose and just <laughs> perfect and like Dude, the people hated with, that. The I with it. that i liked that so was so good but it's also it's just like ben kingsley's delivery of that role is so fucking good oh yeah from both sides of it You'll never see me coming. Like, just this damn voice. It's <laughs> wonderful.
1: And I need, actually, you know what? I need to see that just so I can see the uh, Agent Carter short because yeah, that leads into the TV good. show.
0: And I need to watch, I think it's attached to the Thor 2 DVD, is the one that. Uh, With
1: Ben Kingsley. Yeah,
0: yeah, where the yeah. Mandarin gets picked up by the Mandarin.
1: Oh, is that what happens? Yep. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think that's it.
3: Um, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. Bye. Yeah, bye.